Hi, folks. We're back. It's another edition of the CIAC cast. I'm actually maintaining my uh, my schedule, my every other week schedule this time of year, which is uh, something that we can't always say and certainly can't guarantee is going to maintain itself through the fall tournaments. But for right now, we are staying on schedule and we are back with a new edition of the CIAC cast. And we're certainly happy to have you along with us for that. I am Joel Cookson. Very happy that you've decided to spend a little time talking and listening about some high school sports. We've got a good show for you this week. Three guests going to help us uh, take a look at some of the happenings around the state. We've got Mark Allard from the Norwich Bulletin, going to talk about some of the teams that uh, he thinks might make some noise in the uh, the CIC tournaments in his part of the state. Same thing uh, can be said for Scott Erickson of the Stamford Advocate. He's going to talk a little uh, little FCAC uh, sports with us. And then we're also going to talk to Derek Turner of Game Time, T- Game Time CT. Uh, he's going to help us break down some of the uh, some of the sports heading into the fall tournaments as well. So a lot of good conversation coming up, we believe. We're excited about it. It's getting to be that time of year. It's actually snowing outside as I'm recording this, which is hard to believe. Hopefully that nonsense will wrap up by the time it's uh, fall tournament time. But uh, the, by the time you're hearing this, we're going to be just about one week away from uh, the release of most of the fall sport pairings. But action gets underway this weekend with the CIAC uh, divisional cross country championship. So hope you uh, you folks will check that out. And uh, if you go back and listen to the uh, October thirteenth episode of the CIAC cast, we uh, we talked a little bit about the cross country championships with uh, with John Feitch of uh, of Amity, the uh, boys cross country coach at Amity, and he uh, helped us take a look at some of the things to expect with the cross country championships. So that's the previous episode. Of course, all of you who are uh, subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, uh, you know, are getting all of them and have listened to that already. But in the unlikely event. Uh, that that's not the case. You can go back and and listen to that uh, that interview with uh, with John to uh, to help get ready for the cross country championship. So, with that said, let's uh, let's dive into things here. We're gonna do first, uh, as always, we like to share our message from uh, the friends at uh, the Connecticut ah, Connecticut Department of Transportation, uh, Department of Har- Highway Safety. Um, and you know what I'm going to talk about. We're going to talk about texting and driving and what a terrible idea it is and uh, how distracted driving is a scourge on the uh, the community and everything around us. So you know what I'm going to say. You're going to, I'm going to say press start, play on the podcast and then put your phone away. Don't answer that call. Don't try to answer that text message. You hear the little ping. It doesn't matter. You can text and check when you get to where you're going. Please be safe out there. One text or call could wreck it all. It is simply not worth it. You don't need to see what someone is saying to you at this exact minute. It will. Uh, the text will be there when you arrive at wherever you're going. So please be safe uh, out on the roads and uh, and keep the phone parked away. It's simply not worth it. So that's the message, as always, from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Now let's hit up uh, a few things you might have missed on CICsports.com. We've had a few things going on there. Uh, most recently, we talked about that CIAC championship uh, in cross country, the divisional meets coming up this weekend, 12 championships, six races on the boys' side, six on the girls' side. We did a little championship news and notes on CICsports.com to help get you ready for that. We hope you will uh, read up on those, get you ready for the, uh, the championship at Wickham Park in Manchester this weekend. Also uh, posted a little story, and we've talked about this before, but this is the weekend. We are honoring our 
new inductees into the CAS CIAC Hall of Honor. These are folks who uh, have dedicated a tremendous amount of time to the organization and to high school sports in the state of Connecticut. So hope you will uh, consider attending the event. Tickets are uh, available online um, at the story on CIACsports.com. Would love to have uh, anyone you take a look and see, you know what? I uh, I played under uh, Tom Monahan. I coached for Tom Monahan or Ivan Wood. Any of the great uh, folks who were honoring this year. That's going to Ivan Wood, uh, Tom Monahan, Charlie Sheros, Jiggs Chikini, Kit Bishop, Ray Fostich, all going into the hall, and Al Kramer. Excuse me, I always forget, uh, always forget one when I start rattling through that list, but. If there's somebody you want to be there to help us honor, we'd certainly love to have you at the event. It's going to be a very special night at the AquaTurf on Saturday, and you'll uh, the the videos that we put together to honor those individuals will also be available online at CICSports.com after the conclusion of the event. So you can uh, can check out the stories there as well. And uh, really proud of the work we did putting those together, and uh, hope that folks will check them out. Really great uh, great individuals who have done so so much for high school athletics and activities. Uh, and for CIC in uh, Connecticut. Of course, we had a new edition of Linked Up from last week. Also, the Battle of the Fans is back. Year three of the CAS CIC Battle of the Bands, all of the information on how to participate. And, uh, you know, normally tar- takes place during the, the winter season, a lot of basketball, but uh, no reason you can't start collecting footage, can't start getting organized. During the fall, you get great turnouts at your football games, maybe at a state tournament game in boys or girls soccer or field hockey. Get some uh, get some footage, start talking to people, start organizing your student fan section, and uh, take part in this. It's really a fun thing to do, and uh, and hopefully it encourages some fosi- positive, not positive, that's not a word, positive uh, fan behavior and student uh, and some creativity and some supportiveness from uh, from your student section. So take a look at that CIAC Battle of the Fans that will be uh, up and running. And of course, as we uh, we get ready for the Winter Championships Tournament Central. That's excuse me, the Fall Championships Tournament. I get confused because I'm looking at the uh, thing I just posted on Twitter of it snowing outside, which is unacceptable uh, uh, for October 27th. But um, the Fall Tournaments Tournament Central is where you're going to want to get all the information, all the pairings, all the schedules, all the results, all the uh, all the everything. It's all there at uh, Tournament Central. So hope you will check that out, bookmark that page, sign up for tournament updates. You can do that there. All kinds of good stuff available at Tournament Central. So that is uh, just a few of the things you might have missed. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, uh, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. All good things. All a good way to keep tabs on what's happening uh, in the world of Connecticut high school sports. So all of that said, let's get into our guest this week. And uh, I'm going to choose at random what order we decide to call these gentlemen in. I think first we're going to get in touch with... Uh, with Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what's been happening in his part of the state as we head into the fall tournaments. We've got Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate with us now. He's going to help us uh, dive into the what's been going on down in uh, Fairfield County this fall season as we head into the, the championship season, which is certainly always a busy one for, uh, for many of the schools down in his part of the state. Scott, thanks as always for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joel. Very happy to uh, to touch base with you and kind of get a get a feel for what's been uh, what's been going on this fall. So, kind of before we get into maybe specific teams or, or things to to watch 
you know, as we head into the fall championships. I'm just sort of curious about maybe some of the the kind of big picture, you know, maybe non-football storylines uh, that have been kind of uh, been prominent for you guys uh, this fall. What's kind of been standing out as sort of the the big stories to uh, to progress through the fall season? You know, as I was looking, not just for us, but the entire state. I, I think that when you look across all the conferences that boys and girls soccer might be the most competitive sports across the state. You know, so sometimes certain sports are strong in Fairfield County, other ones are strong up in Hartford. Mm-hmm. You know, but soccer, when you look at it, you've got really good teams in the FCAC, the CCC, the ECC, the SEC, even the NBL, the SWC. Yeah. Like, that's where you start a state tournament and every game you're in a fight. Yep. And that's not always true in a lot of these tournaments. As you know, the first couple rounds can be kind of snoozers, but... There are just so many teams with one and two losses across the state in soccer, and I'm really looking forward to that tournament. And I think it's just gotten better and better. The quality of play seems better and better every year. And there's just, I don't know if it's because kids are playing year round or they're getting better training or better coaches in. Who knows what it is? But the level of play across the board in soccer is it's just so good. And it gets overlooked a lot with football, but it shouldn't because I think it's it's really you know one of the premier sports in this state at the high school level. Yeah, no question, and I think you're right. You know, maybe among our tournaments, you know, that with, with you know, there's always a few exceptions, but maybe the most you know kind of wide open and unpredictable of, of any of our tournaments. You know, you're really trying to trying to handicap who's going to be in the uh, the soccer. You know, at least the semifinals or quarterfinals is you know, is really you're taking a, a shot in the dark a lot of the time uh, because, as you said, I think there is a lot of balance uh, uh, around the state. So um, speaking kind of of the soccer, what are, you know, who are a few of the teams in, in your part of the state that maybe uh, you have had big seasons uh, that maybe have stood out to you and, and that fans might be uh, be keeping an eye on as we head into the uh, the CIC tournament time? Uh, yeah, on the on the boys' side, uh, Greenwich and Trumbull both finished undefeated. Uh, you know, they had some ties, but... To have two teams with no losses, um, I've seen both of them. I'm going to see Greenwich again tomorrow in the FCI playoffs. Uh, extremely talented teams, very deep teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as you move down, there's some teams that will have you know end up with lower seeds in the state tournament that are really good. You know, teams like Ward and Danbury and Darien, who's finally healthy. Like all these teams can make a run. Yep. Like we saw Darien do it last year. They made a run to the FCI and the Double L finals. Yep. Um, it's a very deep league, and there's teams that can that can really make some noise. And then you know, no one's going to overlook Greenwich or Trumbull when they see them as the you know the one and three seeds. Right. But I I would be surprised if there's not an FCAC team in in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them's at least going to going to get through. And like I said earlier, it, it's such a deep tournament and such a hard tournament to win. But yeah. I'd be surprised if one doesn't make it through on the boys. Um, on the girls' side. St. Joe had an excellent year. Uh, you know, they and Suffield uh, probably have to be the favorites again to get back to the L final. Yeah. But in Double L, um, you know, you have West Hill who had a really good season. Ridgefield's going to be really tough again. Darien's in there again. Uh, Ward is really good again. Um, so I would I wouldn't be surprised to see a girls team also in the Double L semis um, for one to get through. And like I said, St. Joe's. I would think could make a good run in L again. You know, it's not quite as deep of a field as Double L, and they have some really good 
talented players on that team. Yeah, they've certainly been a, a familiar uh, a familiar face for for fans in the uh, in the Class L or, or Class M tournament, depending on where they uh, shake out uh, it over the past few seasons. Any uh, any kind of surprises uh, in in how this season has played out in the you know in any of the sports uh, down there in the in the fall this year? Anything that's kind of been a been a bit of a shocker um, that maybe you guys weren't expecting down there? Well, look, you know, you never know what's going to happen in high school sports, but we are all certainly shocked that Darien Volleyball, uh, I think, has a losing record right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they might make the state tournament, but they've been so good, and not even so good, so dominant. They've just rolled through the FCAC. You know, they, they win so many championships. They've rolled through the state tournaments. Everyone knows Darien Volleyball, and this year they've lost some games. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost some players to graduation. They lost some players that didn't come out for the team. Um so that's definitely something that's been, you know, just we- it's just weird to see. It's like if you started seeing <laughs> right. Greenwich Swimming lose or Danbury Wrestling, you know, yeah. it's just one of those programs <laughs> that's so good. And then maybe it's unfair to judge them based on all those years of the past because this is a different team, a different set of, you know, girls. But it's just been very weird to see them, uh, you know, not at the top of the standings and, and for, you know, a lot of teams that have never come close to beating them, uh, beating them this year. Yeah. Any uh, any on the soccer side? Any any teams that have sort of risen up a little bit that maybe aren't, uh, or or the other way around? Any kind of things that have uh, surprised you on that side of the that side of the coin? Uh, you know, Darien's got a really good boys soccer program, but they lost a ton of those kids who played in that double L final last year. They only mm-hmm. brought back a handful of starters, um, and they had some injuries this year. But the last couple of weeks, they've been playing really good soccer. Whatever John Bradley, the coach, is doing over there is working like. That's a team that I really think uh, has surprised me this year, that they're back uh, right with kind of where they were last year. And, and, and I think, like I said earlier, they could make a run in the tournament. Um, you know, I, I thought this league was going to be really competitive. I thought it would be a little more deeply competitive because mm-hmm. the top eight boys teams really separated themselves from everybody else in the league. Gotcha. Um, and I thought it would be a much deeper league, but those teams I think are really that good uh, that they just they, they weren't losing to those to those lower teams this year. Yeah, what about uh, what about some kind of standout uh, individuals that uh, that that fans are maybe going to want to keep an eye on as uh, as we head into CIC and, and FCAC tournament play? Yeah, you know, on the girls' side, um, Chelsea Dumond of West Hill uh, is an electric player. She's a striker, um, can score anywhere. Uh, the best player I've probably seen is Lindsay Salco from uh, St. Joe. She's, I mean, she's All-American. She's mm-hmm. fantastic to watch. Um, on the boys' side, you know, you have uh, Alejandro McLean at uh, Greenwich, really strong striker. Uh, you know, he's an excellent, excellent player. Uh, Darian has two strikers that can, that can score um, in Pablo Martinez and Jason Flynn. Uh, Danbury's got a really good player named Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, who's super dangerous, and Trumbull just has so many kids across the field. You know, uh, Tang Dao is probably their best player, but they have so many good players uh, on that team, and they're so deep and experienced. Um, yeah, those are some of the guys, you know, and there's a, there's a goalkeeper for Ward who, you know, a goalkeeper can really carry a team in sure. the playoffs, and this kid, uh, Matt Skelton from Ward, is, is excellent. And uh, if, he, if he gets hot, and uh, he can really help Ward, you know, make a run too. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you uh, kind of get out on this, and I don't want to not trying to put you on the spot too much. And you've uh, you've covered this a little bit, but uh, if you sort of were were you know really uh, kind of looking at things, and obviously the the way the teams 
shake out in the pairings going to have a lot to do with that. But if you were kind of predicting now, who are the teams that you think are, are kind of most likely to uh, to make some noise in, in the CIC tournaments that uh, will be starting up in uh, just a little over a week, believe it or not? Well, I don't know if we should just go ahead and put Glastonbury in the double L boys and girls <laughs> soccer finals. <laughs> it seems like they're there every year. It looks like they're at the top of the standings again this year. Yeah. Um, so I'd be surprised if they're not there again. Whatever they're doing in those soccer programs is obviously working. And, uh, you know, I saw them play the last couple of years in state finals. They're, they're really good on both the boys and girls' side. Yeah. Um, I, you know, St. Joe, I think the St. Joe girls are, are going to get to a final. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just a really strong team. Uh, you know, they're playing in, in Class L. I, I believe they're in L this year, not in M. Um, and then, you know, one of those FCAC boys teams, it, it's hard to differentiate. And, you know, I, I think Greenwich is, is going to be really hard to knock out. They just have such, you know, talented players in the back and in the front. And uh, so I'd say I, if I had to pick one, I'd say Greenwich. The Greenwich boys will, will make a run to a championship. Um, and I think one of the volleyball teams from down here will, too, either Greenwich or McMahon um, or Richfield. Mm-hmm. who have all had really good seasons, you know, and, and it won't be Darien, but I think one of those teams can can get into a to a state final as well. All right. So the uh, there will be a, a, the traditional FCAC representative uh, in the uh, the volleyball championships at East Haven. <laughs> right. And you are correct. No, no, no. St. Joe's is in Class L this year, the defending champion there on the girls' side. So they uh, yeah, and, and that, they're really they're they're good. You know, they lost some of the superstars. You know, John Bike from last year, but. Mm-hmm. As a team and as a unit, they're really solid, solid and, and Lindsay's a, a really excellent, excellent player. Yeah, so uh, lots of good things to keep an eye on, and uh, and as Scott said, it, it really is, I, and I, I, I tend to agree with you, I think the soccer tournaments, uh, the balance across the state, you just don't know who, uh, what teams are going to kind of rise up and, and get there, so uh, always a lot of fun, and uh, we're looking forward to that and looking forward to see uh, who else kind of emerges. So, Scott, we, uh, we greatly appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with us, get us up to date on what's happening down in Fairfield County, and uh, I'm sure we will be checking back in with you again real soon. Yeah, anytime, Joe. I love it. Thanks so much to Scott. So we go, uh, I think we go from one end of the state to uh, the other. We're going to get in touch with uh, Mark Allard, who was, uh, we were actually lucky enough to have in studio with me. And when I say in studio, it just means my office here at the uh, CIC headquarters. We're going to talk to Mark and, uh, and hear what he has to say about some of the things that are going on in the eastern part of the state as we start wrapping up the fall regular seasons. Very happy to have with me in studio today, uh, a rare occurrence that we uh, we got him into uh, our part of the state, Mark Allard from the Norwich Bulletin. Mark, how are you? Not too bad. It's only an hour and a half drive. Joel. It is. Come on. <laughs> we get you here for another meeting, and then we uh, we hijack you and get us into our uh, our studio here to talk a little uh, Eastern Connecticut. A little Eastern uh, Connecticut sports. Exactly. So we'll uh, let's get started here. So we're you know just a couple weeks away now, or, and really just a little over a week uh, from from pairings day, as I like to call it, in the fall championship. So when you give uh, fans, just a little bit of a sense of, of some of the teams and, and some of the schools, maybe that you're going to be uh, that have kind of been making noise during the season, and maybe then you know some of the ones that you think have a chance to to do some things uh, at CIAC tournament time. Absolutely, well, it was kind of funny because not only do we have CIAC tournament time, 
you got to remember, in the eastern part of the state, the Eastern Connecticut Conference also has their own soccer tournament, volleyball tournament, um, CSC, uh, Constitution State Conference, uh, in its last year. Uh, but they will be having uh, their tournaments as well. So we're actually in the, the tournament time now. Absolutely. Because uh, the ECC starts uh, on Wednesday, to be honest. So uh, obviously we're in tournament time for us, CIAC tournament, a little bit down the road. Uh, but what we're seeing basically, uh, as far as the, the tournaments are concerned, uh, boys soccer-wise, um, there are some – we have what is called the Division of death in the Eastern Connecticut Conference. And it's not the large schools, it's the medium schools. It's Division II, uh, where you have schools like Bacon Academy, who has been playing for state championships on a regular uh, basis. Yep. You have Waterford, who's in that mix. You've got Woodstock Academy. You've got Montville. Uh, you've got some really good programs in the middle of that mix. And the mm -hmm. nice thing about them is their records may not indicate it because they've been beating each other up a little bit. Right. Uh, but they're very good. And in a state level, they may surprise some people, and that's one of those teams that you can come see rising through the ranks. Yeah. Uh, even though their overall record may not be the best, but they've been playing some very good competition. Yeah. So, you know, we would look for those in boys' soccer right away. On the on the other side of it, we do have a couple of schools in Division Three, smaller schools. Uh, Lyman Memorial has been playing very well. They and Wyndham have been having some uh, pretty big head-to-head matchups, a couple of good ones. Um, maybe another one around the corner in the ECC tournament. Uh, but Lyman and Wyndham certainly would be looked at from the smaller school side the larger school division has not been um, the best this year mm -hmm. if you will East Lyme has had a little bit of a down year NFA just above 500 so I would say you know you look at those division two and division three schools for some uh, for some progress there as far as boys soccer is concerned right um, girls soccer we do have a school that is certainly uh, state caliber, and that's East Lyme. Mm -hmm. um, they have some very good players down there. Um, they have dominated the ECC for the most part this year, so I would strongly look at an East Lyme as a, as a potential uh, state, uh, state qualifier as far as a finalist or something along those lines. Uh, Woodstock Academy in Montville playing very well again in Division Two in that mm -hmm. division of death, and Plainfield. Above all, you know, Plainfield is not known as a soccer town. Yeah, um, softball, <laughs> softball, and uh, and football are king and are uh, queen and king, so to speak, at Plainfield High School. But uh, this year, soccer has has come along. They've they finished fourteen one and one. Wow, they'll be at the, near the top uh, in Class M as far as uh, seedings are concerned. Watch out for the Plainfield Panthers as far as soccer is concerned. Some other things for you, of course, cross-country is coming up. Yes. Um, as far as the boys are concerned, the Lyman uh, Memorial boys have a chance in Class S with about three other schools. They'll be in the mix. Uh, NFA looking for something to happen. They're not going to win double L, but they'd like to make the Open. They'd like to qualify for New England's. Mm -hmm. um, on the girls' side, Sylvia Lawrence and the Woodstock Academy Centaur uh, team, I think, have some potential. Stonington has some potential down there. East Lyme snuck up on everybody mm -hmm. in the ECC championship meet. They have Mike Flynn there, the former Griswold head coach who has led the Wolverines to many a state title, five in fact, now he's coaching East Lyme. He surprised some people at ECC. <laughs> now we see if they surprise in double M, and it's right. a possibility um, for East Lyme. Um, and then as far as volleyball is concerned, this is one sport that I think the ECC does very well in. Yep. Lyman Memorial, 18-0, got a big match coming up with Ram at the end of the week, uh, but they are a, a legitimate contender again in Class S. They lost yep. in Class S last year 3-2 yeah. um, to Coventry, so uh, they certainly have a shot at it um, this year. They also have Fitch, NFA, and now Killingly, of all schools, because Killingly has not been known as a powerhouse, but they've been beating some teams, some teams for the first time ever, such as East Lyme. Um, they won Division Two. Watch out for Killingly in volleyball as well. Great stuff from Mark Allard. Lots to uh, to keep an eye on and, and keep track of. Uh, you know, as we, we as I said, we don't uh, unfortunately get to get to track down Mark all that often, or some of our other folks from the the eastern part of the states. So just kind of wanted to see, you know, what have been some of the you know maybe teams or or even stories 
that have kind of jumped out at you during this regular season? You know, we, we kind of looked uh, ahead to tournament time, but uh, there's a lot more than just tournaments. Uh, as we all know, the the regular seasons provide a lot of interesting stories and interesting things. What have been some of the, whether it's games or, or stories or, or just sort of happenings uh, in your part of the state that have kind of, uh, you know, been sort of the in the forefront during this regular sure. season. I'll throw a, th- a few things at you or right off the top of my head. Uh, Mario Rangel from Wyndham Tech um, has set a new program record for goals mm-hmm. as well as uh, single season and career. Uh, so he has been having a fantastic season over at Wyndham Tech. Um, you have, uh, as far as, there's been several other, pro- uh, Shannon Sweeney at Plainfield also has set a program record for career for career and single season goals. Um, so some big highlights there as far as soccer individually is concerned. Um, as far as football, I'm going to tell the truth. I just saw a game the other day which I thought was fantastic. And to be honest, the ECC has not had the strongest year in football. Mm-hmm. They've been there's some it's been a down year. Going to be downright honest, but Killingly and Wyndham put on a show just the other night, 14 to 12. Uh, Killingly won on the last play of the game, and sometimes in a year like this, you're looking for some kind of ray Absolutely. of hope, and that's and maybe that's one of them. Um, is uh, that game was just fantastic and kept Killingly's hopes alive for possibly a state playoff berth. Um, New London is playing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't mentioned much about high school football, but New London's playing very well. They're near the state in they're near the top 10 in the state. NFA started off tough, uh, you know, lost to Xavier and a loss to Darien. But now they seem to have found themselves a little bit, and uh, it is not uh, out of the question that they will make the state playoffs. And they have one of the best players in the state, in Jawan Johnson. Uh, so NFA certainly is now again back in that talk as far as the playoff picture is concerned. Um, volleyball-wise, I'm going back to Lyman. Um, they've had some, I mean, I think you saw the story about uh, Abby Bundy mm-hmm. um, and the, the uh, situation she has been going through uh, with Lyman, but she has been a key contributor along with Andy Bender and uh, Katie Kono. Uh, and to that 18 and 0 Lyman squad. Yeah. Um, so there's been those those highlights, if you will, that are out there, um, and they always hit you every season. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more before we're done. I, I would think so. So we uh, we love getting Mark Allard uh, either on the phone or in this case in person. And uh, we, we hope you check out his great work at the the Norwich Bulletin, keeping folks uh, apprised of what's going on uh, in that part of the state. So Mark, thanks so much for uh, carving out a few minutes before you get back on the road to uh, <laughs> hit the road to cross the river. We uh, we appreciate it. Thanks to Mark Allard. Always love talking to him. He's got uh, so much knowledge and so much passion uh, for high school sports, which is great to see. Another person with a lot of knowledge and passion, that is Derek Turner of Game Time CT. Let's get in touch with Derek and uh, and break down a few of the things heading into the fall uh, from his perspective. So we're getting all kinds of folks weighing in on the fall sports. Let's see what Derek is going to have to say about some of the uh, the teams heading into the fall championships. Joined now by Derek Turner from uh, Game Time CT, who covers uh, primarily the CCC for those good folks there. But uh, we're going to have him uh, covering a, a little bunch of different things here with us, but wanted to get him on the phone and uh, help him break down some of the things that are going to be happening here as we head into the fall. So, Derek, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Always good to chat with you. So we're going to, uh, as we said, Derek uh, covers a lot of different things, but we wanted to sort of start. He's been on uh, a little bit of the volleyball beat uh, of late, including uh, compiling the uh, the the coaches poll that uh, Game, Time, Game Time CT puts forward for the girls' volleyball. So as we head into the postseason, wanted to have him kind of offer his thoughts and, and do a little where are we with uh, with girls' volleyball. So... We'll start off, Derek, with the, you know, what do you kind of see as, as maybe two or three of the big storylines in, in girls' volleyball this season that you've, uh, that you've seen as we head towards the, the postseason? Yeah, um, seems like this season has maybe some of the, some of the teams that are usually 
at the top of the rankings. Um, from the CCC, where I mostly see everything, it's maybe the typical Farmington and Ram mm-hmm. up at the top. Um, Farmington just completed their regular season yesterday um, with a 3-0 win over Avon, and they went undefeated again, and they did not lose a single set all year. So, And that includes a win over Ram, who, again, is another one of the teams that's always up there. Mm-hmm. So Farmington seems like the team to beat, maybe in the state, and they've They've been number one in the poll, the coaches' poll that I've been publishing this year since they beat Ram back in the beginning of October. Um, Ram was number one kind of from the beginning of the season to about the halfway point. Farmington beat them, and now they've been number one and they're undefeated. So heading into the CCC tournament and the state tournament, Farmington is definitely the, the top team and kind of the one that everyone's looking at is maybe Maybe the best team in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, in the SEC, I went and saw Amity play, um, and they're another another great team. They actually lost a couple days ago, but still the the team to beat kind of in the southern part of the state. Um, they have it's a pretty a pretty complete team, yeah. and they're the defending conference champions, and and they're they're another one that that should be should be fun to watch, and that's in class double L. Right. Um. Yeah, and I mean it's just, uh, and even even in the FCAC, there are a few really good teams. Um, Greenwich has been up there. They only have one loss. Stanford, who just entered the top ten in the coaches poll, has two losses. McMahon has two. Ridgefield. I mean, the the FCAC is definitely, they may be top-heavy, but I think those top four, even five teams with maybe Trumbull, is, uh, could be the best the best conference in the state. Yeah. I see. Yeah, certainly a uh, lot of lots of uh, lots of things and, and stories to uh, to keep an eye on. What do you uh, and and you've hit on some of them here, but do you have sort of a handful of teams that you think are, are particularly worth uh, keeping an eye on as we head towards the uh, the CIC tournaments here in the coming weeks? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, Farmington and Ram have been up there for the past few years. Um, another kind of ones that caught my eye, um, Southington, the Glastonbury the other day, which was a, a big game for the for the division crown in the CCC. But Glastonbury had been ranked in the top ten all year. They're good. They they have they're uh, thirteen and four with two games to play. But Southington went in and and beat them to kind of prove that they're another team to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwest Catholic after starting. I believe it was four and four, won about ten games in a row without losing a set until they lost to Farmington on Monday. But that's that's another that's an impressive run and it seemed like Northwest Catholic was getting um, kind of stronger as the season went on. Um, and then SEC Cheshire and 
Um, Shelton was actually a team that beat Amity the other day, and they, they've been stronger the last few years. So mm-hmm. that's um, Shelton's definitely a team to keep an eye on. Um, and then actually in the, in the shoreline, Adam Killingworth, who was 19-1 but lost to Hale Ray, uh, that's another conference with a couple really good teams. Yeah. Um, and Adam Killingworth was, they won a state championship three years ago, and it looks like they could, they have, kind of have what it takes to make another run. Yeah. Um, and then I know, like, Coventry won again last year. Coventry's been good for a really long time. Um, and Granby Memorial and those out of the NCCC are, those are some good Class S schools that always make some noise and are likely going to do it again this year. Yeah, no, lots of uh, some familiar faces and some uh, some slightly less familiar faces, kind of working through the uh, working through the uh, the tournaments and and should be in the mix as, as we get into uh, tournament time. How about any uh, any standout players uh, that you've seen, either have you, that you've seen firsthand or, or have heard good things about that uh, that fans are going to want to keep uh, keep tabs on as we we head into the uh, the tournaments? Yeah, I mean. Um I haven't been out to too many, but when I was out at Amity a couple weeks ago, um, kind of what I wrote about there was their front line. And I talked to Abby Arvinson, who's actually a sophomore, but really tall and just, like, was leading the front line. They blocked a ton of shots, um, and that that was a big big advantage for the Amity team. Um, and like I mentioned, Farmington before, they just that team is full of upperclassmen mm-hmm. who have been there before. And they kinda they know they they know how to they know how to win and they've proved it yeah. this year. Um, I mean I just I hope to get out to a few more tournament games. I'll definitely be at the, I believe I'll be doing the SEC championships for the New Haven Register, so that that should be fun and definitely see some, maybe make a note of some names there and throughout the state tournament, that's kind of when some of these, maybe we'll get some players who make a name and maybe some team that no one expected to make a run will make a run and kind of maybe make a name for themselves. Yeah, no, that's definitely part of the part of the fun of the uh, is the tournaments is we get to kind of see a little bit of these players that that maybe uh, are flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, just in terms of the you know we're we're sort of looking ahead to the postseason and you talked about some of the the teams that that you think will be worth uh, worth following. But any sort of uh, particularly uh, memorable or sort of eventful games or moments that. Uh, from the regular season that really stood out to you that uh, you think are kind of worth mentioning, uh, you know, just to sort of uh, not uh, not overlook the regular season and, and see some of the great things that uh, that you've happened to, uh, to to happen upon? Yeah, I, um, I've done a couple kind of notebook-type pieces, and when I talked to a coach from Hamden last week, they're having a, a great year. Um, Hamden is been kind of down the last few years, but kind of come back and they're strong. They finished the regular season thirteen and seven after even a couple of years ago winning 
maybe two or three games in the whole year. Mm-hmm. They kind of mentioned a few games um, beating Laurelton Hall first game and actually went on and swept Laurelton Hall this year. So they that's definitely a team that um, is excited about what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that I talked to earlier on was Sheehan, and they uh, they played a pretty good year. I mean, they start they ended the season with a tough schedule with three losses to Shelton, Cheshire, and Branford, but they also have some some big wins on their schedule that um, definitely given them giving them confidence um, moving forward. Yeah. Another one that kind of stands out to me, when I even just looking at the standings, was Plainville. And even if, in covering the CCC, I just I know I know who the top teams are, kind of know who to look at, but Plainville kind of sometimes escapes me a little bit. But then looking, and they went 17-3 and this year. Yeah. With some good wins over a Berlin, um... And then, let's see, like beating beating Platt, who won a state championship last year. So Plainville is another one who's kind of under the radar, but kind of it's it's opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's uh, lots of good uh, lots of good things to keep tabs on, and we're certainly yeah certainly start uh, looking forward to the postseason and seeing how things uh, how things shake out and which of these teams uh, kind of get in the mix a little bit here. We'll. Uh, We'll let you kind of get out here on this. We, we, we had you focus on volleyball, but you do cover uh, a lot of different things for, uh, for Game Time CT and the Register. So just kind of uh, the same question about the big storylines, but just kind of curious what other, uh, you know, in some of the other sports, what are some of the interesting, you know, stories or games or things that have, uh, have stood out for you from the fall, just kind of uh, from a broader perspective uh, outside of the, uh, the volleyball courts? Yeah, um... Well, let's see. Last week I was at the SEC Cross Country Championships, which is, it's always, it's fun. It's kind of, uh, it's cool to get outside. And it was at East Shore Park in New Haven, which is a great venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there were some pretty, pretty impressive runners in the Southern Connecticut Conference. Um, and... That was, and that was just kind of a lot of fun to see a sport that I don't usually cover as much, and it's it seems like these maybe the athletes there they just they had a lot of fun, and it's fun kind of talking to them after the game. They don't maybe get as much coverage as say football on Friday nights or that sort of thing, but yeah, um, cross country was definitely definitely a lot of fun last week. Um, and let's see, a couple weeks ago, actually, the uh, Glastonbury girls soccer, a couple weeks ago, they set the state record for consecutive wins. Yeah. And they beat uh, the Avon to record their 50th straight win, and that's just, that's an impressive feat. It, it, don't, like, it almost doesn't even matter what sport or anything. To win 50 games in a row and counting yeah. is is a pretty cool thing, and then I saw a few days later, I think USA Today has a nationwide poll, and the Glastonbury team is ranked, like, 
third in the country. Yeah. So that's definitely uh, something pretty cool for Glastonbury, who in that town lives and breeds soccer. So it kind of makes sense that, that they have a record like that. Um, and then football uh, is, is always... It's always fun. Um, kind of the teams that I've seen who are pretty good. Southington, good the last few years. Once again, a really good team. Um, Middletown is another one. And actually, when I saw last week that they had a, their kicker tie a state record for four field goals in a game and kick a 52-yarder. Wow. That's that's. That's pretty impressive, and I think something I haven't seen yet, but kind of one of those things that could maybe or should maybe sell tickets and get people to see someone who could who could be at a big time college program maybe in the next next couple of years. But uh, CCC football is is a lot of fun, um, and even I mean last week I saw my first ever football game at Muzzy Field, and I'm a baseball guy, but football in a stadium like that was was pretty interesting and makes for some good pictures yeah no doubt but uh yeah certainly had you uh, have had you busy and uh we, we love keeping track of uh of what you're doing so uh derek we we greatly appreciate it checking in with a little girls volleyball and a and a little bit of uh of everything else so we will keep tabs with you and may see you uh down the road at the uh the girls volleyball championships four matches at uh, at East Haven uh, wrapping up the season in in just a few weeks believe it or not so we uh, we appreciate the information and uh, thanks as always for being with us yeah absolutely always happy to have Derek on he's got a lot of great knowledge and uh, he's one of my favorite people to sit and chat I always end up sitting next to Derek at some of our uh, basketball championships and have a lot of fun kind of chatting chatting our way through the game so uh, love having him on to uh, to talk a little bit about what's happening in uh, in his part of the state and some of the things he's seeing so thank you to him thank you to Mark Allard of the Norwich Bulletin and Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate all guys that we uh, we like bringing on with us we're trying to find a uh, was looking for a field hockey person to talk to us this week but wasn't able to track anybody down to uh to come on but we will certainly try to cover all of the state tournaments and all of this the, the goings-on as we continue through the fall season uh, on the CIC cast so you field hockey fans out there uh we're, we're certainly trying to not uh, not uh, neglect you and make sure that we talk a little bit about that also girls swimming we got to hit on that as well uh those championships coming up in the in just a few weeks as well so lots of good things we still got lots of good things to cover and we will be back to cover them for you with a new edition of the CIAC cast in two weeks. Of course, remember CIACsports.com is where you can get all the information. Tournament Central uh, off of CIACsports.com has so much information this time of year. That's where the pairings will be posted first. So uh, you're going to want to... See them officially uh, posted there at Tournament Central once they uh, are posted, and they'll be posted a week from tomorrow. The uh, On... Um uh, Friday, the uh, why can't I not remember that date? The fourth day of November is when uh, field hockey, boys and girls soccer, and girls volleyball pairings will all be uh, all be live. Will be a week from Friday, so hope you'll check all that out at Tournament Central. Follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports as well. And uh, we thank you very much for joining us. Thanks once again to all of our guests, and uh, we hope you'll be back with us when we rejoin you in a few weeks for another edition of the CIAC cast. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>